Hello and welcome to What Color Is Your Drink? This is your host, Vlad. Today I don't have one special guest, but I have two. We have David Walsh from Ice Diamond Sculptures, Emmanuel Martucci and Gestar Aquila. They are pronounced right, yeah? Yes, that's right. Thank you. So, David, would you like to share how you start your business? Sure. Um, I, I, I'm actually a chef by trade. And um, when I traveled to the United States, um, just after leaving college, I picked up the art of sculpting ice from a Japanese chef. And I stayed out in the States for about 13 years. And then 2004, I moved back and I set up my own ice company, um, Diamond Ice Sculptures, mainly sculpting ice. And um, about a year before the, uh, the COVID, I bought a machine from China, a CBFI, a ice ball machine, which, you know, carves an ice sphere every 13 seconds because I seen that this was, you know, coming. Well, I didn't see COVID coming, but I seen the progress of, of cocktail bars needing uh, speciality ice. So, um, yeah, uh, and with the help of the house, Ken in the house, um, we, we came up with different sizes for, for um, the cubes and stuff like that. And once COVID lifted, um, the ice took off really, really well. Okay. Emmanuel, how it all started for you, your bartending career? I've uh, been working as a bartender, anyway, in the um, bartending community, we can say, uh, for uh, almost 10 years. I'm Italian, of course, from my accent. Uh, I'm now from Galway. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've been working, of course, in Italy. I started 10 years ago as it was a very small cocktail bar in a city where I'm from. It's Cremona. It's like a very small city in 80 kilometers south of Milan, so in the north of Italy. In 2018, I decided to move and to arrive. I arrived actually here in Dublin when there was already as well my best friend to do the same exactly job and to learn English. And, of course, to improve my English, you can say, and, of course, skills. I started to work as well in Pacino's restaurant. It was my first place. And the same time, where exactly was Blind Pig and, uh, and uh, yeah, the Little Pig as well already was. And, well, actually, I met his and my fiancé, my actual, my <laughs> actual fiancé, yeah. After one year as well, I decided to move, uh, to change lifestyles and... Uh, to re-get my, probably my Latins, we can say, or to revigorate my Latin blood. So I moved to Barcelona, and I used to do that for two years. Uh, but my plan already was to coming back anyway in Dublin, as I was considered Ireland my second home. So in the summer 2020, after the first wave of pandemic, I came back here in Dublin. And uh, there we go. In Barcelona, it was the Bar Galileo, yeah? My last year experience was, yes, exactly. Yeah. Which uh, is the same owner of Paradiso, yes. Yeah, which is the number one bar in the world, in the world oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's a it's a good experience. Wow. Yeah. So my question is to both to you: like, why choosing the right ice for the drink matters? Like, uh, if you would like to start. Well, for for me, it's the clarity in in the um, in the water and in the and how you grow the ice. Um, it's known as lake effect ice yeah. and it's um, directional freezing where you, you freeze the ice from one one direction uh, and as the ice grows it, it pushes all the impurities out so there's no nothing left in the water, uh, no air, nothing and that has um, a stronger effect for the ice. It, it melts slower and it doesn't contaminate 
your 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 cocktail or your whiskey and stuff like that. So, well, to say that uh, of course the eye is the most important ingredient in cocktails. So, it thanks the eyes like the yeah. the cocktail dilute, and because dilution gets chilled, so it gets cold. So yeah. Ice is to a bartender as fire is to a chef. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more with you, David. <laughs> uh, it's something I noticed with Emmanuel. Uh, every time he was doing a competition with Diageo or Campari, your restaurant association, he always had a good quality of ice. Yeah. Something that you can see the difference from the rest of the pack. Yeah. And uh, it's something that is many times overlooked by bars or bartenders. Why do you think is that, Emmanuel? You always want to go a step further with I don't think it goes further I mean like as I said probably the eye is the most important like well, I, I, yeah I think the, the main bars around are trendsetters as you, well, know, yeah. you know it, you know it, it has to start somewhere and then it trickles down you know when people realize that yes this is it you know this is the way forward with with a high quality drink you know and and stuff uh, David what's your daily routine and the challenges you're facing as a ice company um electricity at the moment <laughs> but um no in the morning time we come in at seven in the morning and we we i have five climb bell machines and um we, we check them we start them all at a different uh, you know rotate them so we're not um harvesting the ice out of all five machines in one go so it's nearly one a, one a day where we harvest and then um i i have the space for for temperature controlled rooms so I can cut the ice cold I don't have to let the ice temper um, whereas um, some bartenders when they make their own ice they have to temper the ice so when they go to cut it it won't fracture it won't shatter on, on them and um, so that enables us to, to produce a lot of ice quickly and package it quickly as well like you know and, and that helps us keep the costs down for the bars that they they're not spending a huge amount of money putting because some people may know that it's very important to have quality ice and some people may say, oh, that's very expensive, just give me regular ice, you know, and unfortunately some people are just not educated enough towards it, really. Hey, something that I didn't mention, uh, David uh, and Emmanuel, they, they never met before, but Emmanuel is using a lot of <laughs> yeah. his ice yeah. <laughs> and he was looking forward to meet him today. I was calling him by the wrong name for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not the first one. <laughs> Uh, Emmanuel, my question is, you use all these good ice and uh, you're doing all these nice, nice drinks, but when you're creating a cocktail menu, what elements do you look for? Do you look like the trends? Do you, what, mm. what flavors are popular? I have to say there are many different uh, concepts. Specific, uh, actually, I have to say, yeah, it really depends on the concept of the cocktail menu you actually want to create. Of course, very sophisticated ingredients as well are very nice to put something maybe like, uh, wow, you know, like kind of wow effect. But in the same time, we have to think that uh, we make cocktails for customers. So if our ingredients difficult to remember or to know, you know, like you have to reach as more people as possible. So the main goal, of course, a cocktail bar is like a shop you have to sell. So, mm -hmm. But it really depends. I have to say it really depends on the concept of the bar, or the concept of the cocktail menu you want to do. But is any advice uh, to bartenders when in the creating a cocktail? Like uh, a menu? But it really depends, uh, as I said before, on the concept for instance, you want to create a dessert cocktail. So, okay, which kind of dessert you usually like, for instance? Yeah. I don't know, I'm Italian, so probably I have to say, okay, tiramisu, okay. Is there any way to create a tiramisu cocktail? Yes. But how can you make the same exact texture? 
I don't know how you make the same exactly taste, you know. It really depends. Okay. This, of course, comes from knowledge as well, I have to say, but or from kitchen probably, you know, it's more like a kitchen thing. Well, yeah, it's, it's very important using the best ingredients. Yes. Um, I, I, for me, working in the kitchen, uh, one of the chefs ordered uh, a bucket of mayonnaise that was seven euros cheaper than the bucket of mayonnaise that we normally use, and that seven euro bucket of mayonnaise was mostly oil, and I said to exactly. him, well, this is what we're getting now compared to this is what we were getting beforehand. And it's exactly. just not as appealing. So it's very important to have good quality ingredients. Exactly. From, from, definitely. You know, no, no, yeah. this is definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, David, what advice would you give to starting uh, somebody who's starting their own bar right now? With ice machines and uh, how to preserve ice, etc. I mean, there, there's some bars that are trying to make their own ice themselves, and, and and that's okay if you're a small bar. But the bigger you get, the harder it becomes to to make your own ice, and then to cut it and, and to to store it and stuff, and you start to fall behind, and and you're using. There's a lot of hidden costs in in a bar making its own ice from having an extra freezer to having an employee doing it and if the employee calls in sick and somebody else well, did you cut the ice last night no well, now we're out of ice um, whereas if you buy from me or from whoever you, you build a, a, a relationship with, with, with that person and, and you, you end up saving money because you know you're getting the same quality product you know all the time um, delivered to your door and, and stuff so yeah, I I agree, and uh, it's a, with the hidden costs. Like yeah. I'm selling uh, syrup, and sometimes I'm saying like, there's no point doing sixty kilos of uh, strawberry syrup yeah. a week. Yeah. And somebody calls sick, and you pay him twelve hours or fifteen yeah. fifteen euros uh, per hour. You know, it's yeah. just well. Then if you make somebody else to make that syrup, and he makes it different than the last person, so now you have a different syrup. Yeah. There's no consistency. Whereas yeah. with our with the ice. It's cut the same, and not only that, then if your glass size is different, we will meet with, with the bar manager and, and size the ice, so the ice is custom cut to that establishment. What type of ice do you provide? Um, the the most common cube is 50 mil by 50 mil by 63 mil, and then the second one is the same 50 by 50 by 72 mil, and then we have a cube, uh, Collins, which is um, for the Slim Jims, I think it's called, yeah. And um, we have two sizes in that. And then I'm the only person in Ireland, and I will emphasize this, I'm the only person in Ireland okay. that I can sell the sphere to. The sphere? To. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's nobody else in Ireland doing that. And uh, with what bars are you working right now? Like, if you can mention a few of them. Yeah, I, well, I mean, we'll start with where I deliver first is the Devlin Hotel, and then I'll make Devlin. my way around to the house. Um, then over to... Um, uh, Nine Below, Cafe and Sen, um, Vintage Cocktail Club, Pacino's, uh, Piche, Alta, um, Bar 1661, Rowan Co. That's all high-end bars. Yeah. Rowan Co. Yeah. Emmanuel, you as a mixologist, yes. what is the best methods to make ice at, at a bar or at home? Would you recommend uh, the bar? I have to say, as Dave said before, is David David? Yeah, David. David, yeah, David. David yeah. Sorry, and uh, it's another prep. So when you want to do uh, in the bar, of course, you have to specific uh, ice crumble. So yeah, you know. well, I I've seen bars make their own ice and they make them in in coolers. 
Mm. And like I said to you, and how to make ice properly is directional freezing, which is you you freeze yeah. it from one one side only, and that pushes all the impurities up. Whereas when you put a big container of ice into the into a chest freezer, it freezes from all angles. Yeah. And what happens then is pushing all the impurities and all the air into the middle of the ice, exactly. and eventually what will happen is your container will explode if you don't babysit it. You have to babysit the ice as well, like you know. Whereas with a climb bell. Fill it up, you know. Turn on the pumps, agitate yeah. the water, and uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what type of water we use; should be purified. Yeah, it. yeah, it would. Yeah, you'd need. I mean, in certain areas in Ireland, there's a lot of lime in the water, and that you, you have to remove that. And then um, reverse osmosis is the best best way to um, filter the water. Okay. Uh, something I noticed, like, is Japanese people they start mostly with the curve, ice curving, and yeah. they focus a lot on the ice. Did you follow much from the Japanese? Yeah. I, you learned from a... I, I learned from a Japanese chef, yeah. Hishashi Kumagai was his name, his best chef I've ever worked with. And um, he taught me the old way of carving ice with hand chisels and hand saws and everything like that. Whereas today it's all power tools um, and CNC machines. So, um, but yeah, I'm still quite busy with the ice sculpting side of things as well. Like, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. And do you start mostly first with events when you first ever started? Uh, it was weddings when I first started, and now it's gone into more corporate and stuff like that. Whereas the, in, in the States and all, they still have a tendency to use this sculpture at a bar, and then they provide uh, ice picks, and they'll break off the ice sculpture and put that into the drink as well, where that's not that's not done here in Ireland. I did as well, like Barcelona, actually. Did like, you, yeah. The yeah. last job that they had this kind of ice, just you leave it here and then in the bar to everybody to see. Yeah. I just cut in front cut, of it. Cut like, in front yeah. of it and use it in but the ice, yeah, yeah. 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 To be careful, yeah. <laughs> actually. Uh, Emmanuel, what do you look mostly like when you go to a competition, let's say your mm-hmm. Diageo journey, and you focus a lot, uh, uh, all of your drinks were focused a lot on the ice, but what was your challenges and uh, during that that competition with ice or creating the drinks well when i actually make drinks uh, i don't just make drinks first of all is i try to recreate a story behind as well so for instance this year uh i actually wanted to bring the journey like actually explain how island is nowadays a melting pot so for instance David is the yeah. only Irish <laughs> here in this room, for instance. But it's actually good. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's actually what's Ireland about, you know? Yeah. So since the first phase till the end, I want to recreate and put the, these in my drinks and create the story of what Ireland nowadays is about, you yeah. know? I mean, it's not just about stout beers, whiskey, of course it is. But it's much more than that. Uh, now it's how common is going different kind of corners and try different kind of food or learn l- yeah. different kind of languages, you know. And that's actually what these years I wanted to bring. Actually, I tried to, bro- to bring, like, I mean, probably I brought. Like, oh, definitely. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, Ireland is a great little country in many ways. You know, it's uh, multicultural, but it has great quality of life as well exactly. outside of, of work. You know, when I lived in the States, it's it was work, 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 work all the time. Like, you know, where it's exactly, here, it's, exactly. it's, uh, you know, you, you can, there's a good balance to life here, I think. 
Is there a secret, uh, David, on the good quality ice, like mistakes to avoid, or just all the previous you mentioned? Yeah, well, it is. It's it's just a learning curve, really, like anything in life. You know, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And, you know, learning on how to, like I know when an ice block is ready to be carved, you know, you have to temper it, you have to let it be soft. But like I said, that I have um, temperature-controlled rooms, so I can cut the ice when it's cold. Uh, Manuel, would you like uh, add anything on the... Well, actually, you mentioned, like, how do you make the ice at home? Yeah. To be honest with you, there are many few molds that actually sell, yeah. even in Amazon, for instance. I have to say, that's very good. Actually, I, I try to make a few times at home, especially yeah. during lockdown. However, my advice is keep the water to to chill as slow as, as possible. Because, yeah. as David mentioned as well before, the water has to be with nor like impurity inside yeah. or anyway any if so many gas of course they have to be uh, unfortunately you know like they're gonna be trapped like for yeah. the water so yeah. as long as you leave to chill the water it's better you know this is the uh, thing it's okay for, yeah it's okay for house, house, <laughs> yeah, house experiments <laughs> but uh, for, for a bar I think to say oh I'm gonna buy 20 moles and then um, no no definitely no yeah. <laughs> Does it affect your perception when you go to a bar, uh, David or Manuel or Akita? When you go to a bar and uh, maybe you say, uh, you know, it depends. You go to a good restaurant and uh, you arrive there and they serve a drink and it's very diluted. Does it does it makes your experience experience less um, worth it? I, I wouldn't be a big alcohol drinker. I I think I'm more of a pint kind of a guy. That um, but um, I was in when I was in Spain. We went to a, a cocktail bar just for the experience. And it was supposed to be the best, co- one of the best cocktail bars. It was in um, Valencia, and um, they didn't have good quality ice there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And this is what make me to start using more uh, good quality of ice. My fault. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I blame you hundred percent. And yeah, it's just Emmanuel. Tell me, like, does it affect your perception when you go to a bar? In yeah, the- I think this is actually. The first ingredient we can oh, say. Oh, it's part. It's, it's one part of uh, of the cocktail yeah. experience. I think. You but know, definitely, when, when I go in a bar as well, I see these eyes in the mirror. Say, mm. wow, this actually it means. Actually, how can I say? It means that the people are investing that, so they actually care of that. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to be honest, me as a customer, I always check the ice. And by the way, I used to work as well in Spain with him in cocktail bars, and we used to stamp the ice. And for me, that one is amazing because it's a detail yeah and i pay attention in all details because if i go in a cocktail bar i want to have an experience it's not i'm gonna go in any pub just to have a pint i want to have a cocktail with details with taste with good eyes you know so it's all about quality that i'm learning with this guy by, by the, the way, way <laughs> is very shy but she used to work in paradiso so. from the small details if they if they, they put that hard work behind it or if they just they talk about it and yeah with no actions, like uh, Aquila say with the, you know, the stamp the ice or any other ideas for a cocktail? For cocktail, I mean with ice? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, maybe as uh, Aquila as well said, it's a kind of the taste, so as more shape maybe you yeah. can, uh, you know, make with ice is another detail as well. Like I see these amazing people making diamonds with ice. You yeah, know? I, I have the, the presses for the diamonds as well. Very uh, it, it's, it's <laughs> It is important, but um, branding the ice. Is, yeah, as, as yeah, branding. Yeah, yeah. Um, you said, I'm working on that where uh, for 
for um, special like for Valentine's Day, I can I'll brand the ice with a heart and an arrow going through it, and for St Patrick's Day, I'll brand it with a shamrock. But that's all down the road. I think we're still in the process of building our relationship with our customers, getting to know our customers before we jump onto the next part of of our adventure. With, yeah, relationships are very important in this industry, yeah, and yeah, it's all yeah. about trust. In the end of the day, yeah. Uh, May I ask you how many kilos do you produce a day of uh, ice? Oh, good lord! Um, it's each block is one hundred and fifty kgs, and each machine produces two of them, so that's three hundred. And I have five of them, so fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's a lot of ice. It's a lot. It's a lot of ice. Yeah, the bill must be through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, we won't <laughs> talk about that one. We're we're here to <laughs> talk about happy things today. Happy, <laughs> okay. happy thoughts, Emmanuel. Uh, I heard you have a new project coming on. I don't know if you can. Uh, yeah, of course. Sp- speak about it more. Definitely, or? definitely. Is a new South American barbecue restaurant and cocktail bar. It's gonna be in the Cross Street. So actually pretty close to another place where I can say anyway, is Rosa Madre. It's like completely close to that. Uh, the owner is Bruno. Actually used to work with him six years ago. No, actually, no, wait. Well, when I came here the first time in Ireland, I don't know, five, four six years ago. Years, yeah. ago. And uh, it was my first manager in Pacino's where I actually got my first job. So he's the owner. He had already the business. He was in Bolton Street. He's actually expanded his business. So by his adding as well, like cocktails in this uh, in the mainstream actually it's going to be as well cocktails do you have any surprises for us I uh, just to say come go there and we're going to see quality ice quality ice quality ice first of all yeah for sure 100% for sure 100% I ask you just one more question Emmanuel it's with the cocktail competitions it's, I, I organized I participated in cocktail competitions and I see a lot of uh some competitions have progressed, some competitions like they're still behind. Do you think it's important to reward all the bartenders that they participate? Because they put a lot of hard work, you know, in these cocktail competitions. Uh, what do you would like to see in the future with the cocktail competitions? Uh, David, if you would like to add also as well in that. Uh, to say, of course, as you know me as well, I, of course, have done a few competitions. I like, actually, I love competing because I have to say that, first of all, the first competition is with myself. I actually I want to see where I can push myself to do things, you know. Actually, is you're yeah, gonna say spread my creativity, you know, to arrive to create few things. You know, actually I want to actually create just new things, you know, for any competitions. What I have to say, um, what I expect probably in future competitions, something more innovative, you know, like uh, why has to be always just one brand for competition? Why a few brands they cannot work with each others? Or uh, maybe why? has to be maybe just one challenge, you know. Maybe why bartenders, of course, have to make drinks. Why nobody ever probably thought to make a cocktail competition where yeah, you have to serve. You just pretend they don't know that there is customers. You have to be make the cocktails, of course, serve, explain, you know. It's about hospitality. It's much more than that. But yeah, or maybe a few as well, different. Like uh, maybe you can use that but just two ingredients, like something crazy. Because people, when... Uh, there are so many, not rules, but I mean, everybody's talking about sustainability, for yes, instance. Uh, yeah. That's very good, by the way, I have to say. But I've seen this kind of theme like for so many times. I mean, the bar nowadays is much more thoughtful about that. It's really good, by the way. I don't to say like nothing wrong against that. However, it's probably 
Yes, it'll be something more innovative, yes. Like, I don't know, like, that's what I actually mentioned before, you know, like something more, you know, few phases, few challenges. Yeah, from my perspective, it's, I, I did it and uh, I organized them. I don't know, we had a restaurant association, people coming from Cork, from Donegal. You know, you have to reward all these people and because uh, they, they put a lot of hard work carrying this stuff to, to prepare. And also a lot of uh, more transparency, more feedback if they want to see actually bartenders to improve. That's my, my own perspective in the competitions. David, you would like to add anything? Well, uh, yeah, it's hard for me. Uh, I mean, coming from my end of it, I'm a supplier and, and I'm delighted that, that the guys are willing to put in the work and, and grow the cocktail experience in, in, in the bars. Um, of course, coffee is the new pint and cocktail is the new entertainment, you know, um, and I think it's great to go out and see that they're not, you know, one of, mine is just one of many ingredients that's needed to, per, to perfect a good cocktail bar. The tea is not even anymore mm. in the top three in yeah. Ireland or UK. No, yeah. So it's coffee, flat coffee, white, yeah. cappuccino. Yeah. I think like. actually there was a boom, uh, especially for because pandemic as well. Like, yeah. yeah. It was the only thing, you know, you could go outside <laughs> and get, grab a coffee. Uh, you, know. you drink a lot of uh, coffee with oh, yeah. Akita, I see, yes. when, <laughs> on, your, on your day offs. Uh, just uh, to mention when uh, Real cool. Syrups... And uh, I remember they brought him ice from the kiosk, supermarket. Yeah. And he got super annoyed. And uh, he started asking, do you know how many uh, how, how many millimeters of water there are in the ice cube? And he started throwing the ice. He was not happy at all with the... Uh, wow. <laughs> so we had to wait for the bring proper ice from yeah. a, a machine. Well, I, I remember reading many years ago in the Savoy in London and they were getting ice imported in from the North Pole or wherever from glaciers up there, like, you know, and they're going into high-end whiskies that cost over 100 euros for a glass of it, like, like you know. And, um, yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, Ireland is, you know, but we're way, well there now with everything. Sometimes we're a little bit behind on on um, on stuff, you know, we're, we're, but certainly we're trendsetters here now as well. Yeah, but the level definitely is the last few years has gone uh, oh, really, really doubt, up. Yeah. And, without uh, a doubt, yeah. And I think this is what Emmanuel mentioned, is a lot of people coming up, uh, coming out from abroad, from different countries and bringing all this. Yeah. And uh, mixing it with the Irish culture and creating something good. Yeah, well, there's good cocktail bars all around the country. I know yeah. because I deliver all around the country to yeah. from Galway to um, the Galway City Distillery to Hilliards down in down in Killarney, which they so want the best best cocktail experience. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah Ariel is a very good time. Cool. Let's uh, play a game uh, to wrap it up. Uh, so it's called it Shake It or Drop It. <laughs> uh, if you say Shake It, you have to answer the question. That includes Akita. Uh, Aquila okay. as well. If you say drop it, we just move on. But we have to mm. agree as uh, a majority <laughs> if you're going to answer. So I'm going to start with the first question. What's your most unpopular opinion about drinks? Do you want to shake it or drop it? A most unpopular? Or unpopular pop- opinion, yeah. Like I can't say to you, tequila is the best spirit ever. But I think the majority of people will disagree with me. Yeah. Well, whiskey doesn't agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm barred from whiskey. Uh, drop it, yeah. Drop it. Yeah, drop it, yeah. Drop it. Okay. Celebrities have their own brands. What do you think of that? Like, we shake that. Shake it. Shake yeah. it. Yeah. Shake it. Definitely. Aquila, would you like to go first or Emmanuel? <laughs> Lady first. Ladies first. Yeah. <laughs> celebrities having their own brand you know 
Kardashians have uh, yeah. Jenner has given tequila LeBron and James has tequila George Clooney as well yeah his amigos yeah. Ma- McGregor uh, everybody like yeah. think, David Beckham so. I think why not yeah. like if you have the money to invest and you're passionate about that I see I've seen like in Kardashians like they they are like promoted by Jose Cuervo as well like with their name and their tequila I mean why not I would love to have my own tequila you know what I mean of course but you have to think about if you are passionate about that because I've seen that now Beyonce I think she has her own uh, spring water or something like that flavorish I don't know if it's hurting you know I just think it's a bit lost in the end but I mean, if you want to use your own name to promote something, I don't know. I'm not a celebrity to think about that. But I think it just makes something uh, harder for the small players who well, start to know. That's true, that yeah. Emmanuel has the knowledge on how to make a good whiskey or whatever, but he doesn't have the finances to do it. Yeah. Uh, um, it holds him back a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and that's the unfortunate side of, oh, of being the, you know, yeah. the small person like you know gets shoved out of the mm-hmm. market because... Of finance, like you know, yeah, it's uh, like you say, Beyonce, Jay Z has his own uh, champagne and uh, yeah. cognac, yeah. and uh, we have Snoop Dogg with red wine. And uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I think they're smart people because, of course, they're already well known, you know, so maybe don't know anything about anything, but you know, ah, just make another business, so maybe yeah. there's not even good, you know, yeah. but because they're famous, maybe there is no quality style. behind, you yeah. know, yeah. but. If you have they, yeah, unless they hire Emmanuel to make the whiskey exactly. and then they put their name on it. <laughs> of course, yeah, why not? Well, I think this is how usually they, it works, yeah? They hire somebody who knows. They and know us exactly. and, yeah, and they stick their name on us. Exactly. Sure, it would be great to make my one whiskey. Let's idea. go for That's Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have four people here, we can do something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, craziest thing you ever seen in a bar? I don't know if you seen anything crazy in a bar my in girlfriend a- walking across the bar <laughs> 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 at the end of the night <laughs> well you see many things in the bar to be honest I mean in a positive or in a bad way in any way like, yeah, like shake it so shake it. I, I wanna hear yeah let's no, I don't think no. I, anything. Well, come yeah, I think alcohol, um, especially in cocktail bars now, where we're kind of more reserved, we're, we're c- controlling ourselves. Whereas this whole thing about Ireland and Irish drinkers and all, and we're all boxing the head off each other at the end of the night. Those days are gone. Yes, you know, and and the cocktail experience is brought, is brought class to, to um, social nights. Really, much more sophisticated. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, it's uh, sophisticated. Uh, yeah, you don't need to get uh, totally wasted. No. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's more just some like more experience, you know. As you go for food, you go for cocktails. Exactly, uh, exactly. As it is exact things yeah. on the same level. That's, yeah, that's exactly say. what it is. Yeah. really. Yeah. And where did you have like your best experience when you visit a bar? <laughs> like the most memorable experience, no? Oh, I will say about the place that I used to work because I I used to go there as a customer first, and after I start to work there, it was in Paradiso actually. I would say about Paradiso because it was a I think one of the first cocktail bars we visited in Barcelona when we moved there, and it was the first place I felt welcoming because many places you see uh, people are very competitive, and that's why I. I I know he does a lot of competitions. I'm not totally in favor with competition because I don't think this unite bartender community, I think it makes more distant, to be honest. It depends the maturity of people, you know. But for instance, in Paradiso there, we arrived 
like it you know there's a queue they don't work with bookings and there is a queue and there's a pastrami sandwich in front and they just go there okay he wanted so much to go there so okay let's go there and when you arrive there there's like nice very nice music in the environment but most of that i think for me was all the four or five bartenders saying hello how are you nice to meet you all of them at the same time hey nice to meet you welcome yes, that's true. That's true. i think this makes difference in any place you go it's how welcoming you are in a place because nowadays i know hospitality is a bit sad but it's no excuse to not smile to customers you know say hello exactly. sometimes we are so in that mindset of stress of work of uh, overwhelming that we forget why we are there you know like let's welcoming people be friendly happy it doesn't say doesn't mean that you have to do everything the customer wants but you can guide them to have the best experience that's what i believe and then in paradise we had this experience yeah. it was like okay i feel so welcoming here like amazing and we repeated many times we went there and after a while i just got the job there she got and i could see the back <laughs> of the stage as well that's a, a lot of hard work you know like but it's with the fun there is a lot of teamwork that is hard to see nowadays everybody is like sometimes you are stressed you are overwhelmed but everybody's in, on the same boat and we look at each other okay we are on the same boat let's do that we we're doing that and i miss all the guys by the way we're still in touch i i was cheering for them when they won this year so it was very good blind pig as well i can mention was great experience because uh was there uh, actually i started my career in hospitality because it was my first job i just arrived there with paul lambert with uh, andre petresco and we were just uh, running that place and uh, but i came there and it just not as a customer but i had the good vibes when you open that door and that secret place was like okay i think i'm back to 20s you know and it's it's different it's, it's an experience you're never going to forget because you actually feel you came back in time and you're just having those prohibition times and i think these things they are memorable you're never going to yeah. forget and that's why how, how i want to make all the customers feel nowadays and nowadays i know sometimes hospitality is a bit sad but i just say to everybody please keep doing it in a happy way welcoming and don't forget why you are there and why you are doing that you know because you know there are a lot of jobs around and i actually quit hospitality and now i'm coming back to hospitality so well you must really like it so i love it yeah. <laughs> you know it also has to do a lot with training it's a lot of uh, people who hire and You, you need to train these students or, you know, that, that, that Give age. Give the chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. You I know, believe that. Sometimes, you know, you cannot teach hospitality. If you, sometimes people, they are just rude. It's, they just want to have a job. Ethic, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's work yeah. ethic. And, yeah. it, you know, it's the same from the kitchen to the bar. You know, what's, they say, you know, one of your main ingredients in, in the kitchen is love. You cook with love. And, and I'm sure it's the exact That's same, true. you know, on the other side of the, of the definitely, bar. Like, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And you can see, like, for instance, your eyes. It's so beautiful, you know. You can see the passion you put on that. And I think this matters nowadays, you know. When you eat a food you see is made with love or a drink that's made with love, that you feel the taste, it tastes like happiness, you know. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Emanuel, would you like to add anything? Like, But experience, well, no, I, I definitely agree with uh, Akira. Like, I think, of course, in the world, if it's memorable, it's parties, of course. Like if they won this award because actually the hard work that they put in many years, you know, they really deserve. Of course, there are brands involved as well. But however, I remember anytime you go there, there is actually these vibes, you know, these atmospheres, you know. 
few drinks, cocktail bars in general, I have to say, in many as well, they used to work. Maybe they're focusing the flavors of drinks, but they lack in other stuff, you know? I mean, everybody, of course, cannot be the perfect, like we are human being, but yeah, probably the most memorable is still probably, as I have to say, yeah. Okay. Uh, mine is door 74 in Amsterdam I don't know if anybody I've been there yeah I don't know if anybody cares <laughs> no just, never been but yeah, it's, it was it's, nice it's, I just can't remember too much <laughs> it was a great night not gonna but. tell you why yeah. <laughs> in Ireland I have uh, definitely I can say the 6061 is really nice they always welcome you and uh, you know one thing that people forget say goodbye like yeah. Yeah, Dave is really nice yeah. in bar 66 and they have a lot of knowledge uh, extensive knowledge of yeah. the menu anybody you ask from the floor staff to the bartender yeah. that is what I really enjoy yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and vintage cocktail club as well uh, <laughs> what's the worst drink you ever had like what is the worst bar you ever visit would you like to shake it or drop it the worst bar or drink you cocktail you can remember you ever had I prefer not mention names to be honest <laughs> Uh, for me, it's something that I make for myself. Okay. Worst. Yeah. You, David? No, I, I, yeah. What do you drink? Yeah. Um, I, I would have a, a vodka at home mixed with high quality ice <laughs> and water and a, and a small drop of orange. Are you okay. a fan of these frozen martinis that they do no, right now? No. no. Why? No. I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't drink a lot now. No. 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 And of course, I live in Wexford, so. Okay. You know, I'm down in the sticks. Are you a fan of the frozen martinis? I mean, if they got famous, like, there is a reason as well. You know, as I said before, customize your main, okay, goal, you know, like, say, in a cocktail bar. However, of course, I know that the 1890s, everybody knows, is kind of considered the worst period for bartending, you know, because there's what this kind of uh, blue electric drinks or something like that. <laughs> But however, I have to say that most of the bartenders nowadays, they started with that. So we cannot judge, you know, like why you cannot use blue Curacao, for instance. This is a control, it's a blue, yeah. Or so, Midori. Or Midori, yeah. Now this new trend things as well, you know, melon liquor. I mean, of course, like maybe you can see, okay, but this is a product that's not high quality, but I don't know. Most of the time it's much more than that, you know. Maybe like you play with colors, you play with, uh, so why not? Hashtag make uh, blue drinks great again. <laughs> <laughs> I tried actually in a competition to do that. <laughs> uh, I remember, yeah. Uh, we will not mention the name. <laughs> uh, David, do you work much with dry ice? Sorry, I'm, uh, the game is over. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 um, I think that's more of the bartenders. I, I think that's more of a, um, how do you say? A garnish to you know at the end of it where the smoke coming off it or is, is that the side of the drink? No, but for myself, no, I don't. I don't use dry ice. Is it uh, something hard to preserve? Uh, it is. You need you need special machinery, and then you need. Um, I I think you can only make it and then sell it. You know, it only has a short lifespan. Even in a freezer, it has to be kept at really really low temperatures for it to last longer. But um, my experience using dry ice when I get it delivered when I mix it with put it on the base of an ice sculpture as it melts it creates steam around the um the um actually one time um um there was a, a magician getting married i won't mention his name he's an irish guy and i'd done an ice sculpture and and the bride asked me can you make the the ice sculpture it was a bride and groom can you make it look like it was ho- uh, hovering or 
you know. And I says, I'm not the magician here. I says, you may, need, may, may ask your husband. But what we done is we put a load of dry ice on the base of the sculpture and it gave a real smoke effect. So yeah. it looked like nice. the, the ice sculpture was kind of floating. Uh, Manuel, so tell me more about your daily routine and uh, what challenges do you face as a bar manager or mixologist, whatever the title you prefer? Well, probably is the, <laughs> as everybody probably now is the lack of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is the main, probably. No, well, I mean, yeah, this is one of the main uh, like, reasons where, uh, why, actually, why many people kind of left the uh, hospitality, I have to say. Of course, uh, so I have to say that hospitality is not for everybody, of course, it's very stressful. Many people now ask to work four days, for instance, and I've seen so many as well, as job as like mm. jobs that they're looking for people just to work four days, because people, they don't want to, I mean, they're good money in hospitality, so I think people, maybe they should think about maybe money or not, but in the same time, they think much more about self-care, you know? So what I actually is my routine. Well, I wake up, <laughs> I get my coffee. Uh, bar manager, well, bar manager is much more, as I said before, probably making drinks. So it's about, okay, did I order the ice this week? <laughs> uh, did I order, did I make the schedule? Ah, oh, no, I have to go back there before, you know, it's kind of, eh, it's very challenging, I have to say. Something that, uh, I have to say, that you learn just when you're doing that. I mean, there are many courses, but... Practice is different. Okay. Is anything that uh, we should mention about ice that we didn't mention today, guys, uh, in the podcast? No, other than that, um, diamond ice sculptures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can find for, uh, for all your icy needs. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I, you know, it is. I mean, even with chefs, it, it, they do have the pride of making their own desserts or making you know certain products. But it comes to a stage where you have to say this is no more fee- no longer feasible. That you know, it's it's just not practical for them to make their own ice. That they're just going through way too much of it, uh, and it has to come to the stage to get the good quality ice in that they just have to bow to the needs and and purchase as opposed to saying we make it ourselves. Like you know, okay. Is it any shaking tips when with good quality ice or? Um, well, that's one thing now with the bartenders, I would say, since I'm going around to a lot of the bars now and I see, they all have a freezer at the bar, a, a, a front door freezer, and it's kept at minus 10, that's, which is too important. Much. Yeah. It's too much, is it? I I mean, from my experience, I don't know, but yeah. I've seen it is too much. Okay. It has to be maybe closest to zero, like below two, yeah. below four maximum. Okay, so the ice won't shatter then. I explain yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, because, for instance, of course, uh, anytime you open the, the freezer door, yeah, you kind of accumulate humidity. Yeah. So it makes actually difficult after to work the ice. For instance, a few times, that's why I used to actually keep the ice, as you say, below 10. Yeah. But because this reason... Most of the time, I pour the drinks already diluted or something, yeah. kind of crack. It cracks the ice. Yeah, so yeah, was yeah. then you know the middle. So that's it, that's an important stage for the mix and uh, mixologist in all the bars to know how to store their ice. That 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 so you're able to work with it there and then that you're not waiting five minutes. So I have to give this five minutes to to temper, like you know. So um, it's the storage of the ice is very important on Definitely. the bartender's end. And uh, like when they shake the ice, do you? Do you think if it's in room ter- temperature is bad? Oh yeah, 
is yeah, bad, yeah. Yeah, it, the, the ice, yeah, if it's tempered a, a lot, like, you know, it, it won't crack, it won't shatter. And then you have that ugly effect in the, the ice. The dilution yeah, as yeah. well, yeah. 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 Okay. I think when you shake, it has to be approximate temperature five, minus 5 or minus 8 degrees. So, um, uh, yeah. For your, your cocktail to be served. Yeah. I think you mix it with regular ice uh, yeah. uh, and then you pour it over the, the, the quality ice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... No, I mean, when there's actually, I, for instance, when I get the uh, your beautiful ice, yeah. it's to be already kind of, not temporary, but yes, like uh, closest to zero for this yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To avoid, yeah. To, to crack it. Yeah, to avoid the cracking of it. Okay. Thank you very much, guys, for coming today here to What Color Is Your Drink uh, podcast. Uh, you can find David on the IceDiamondSculptures.com DiamondIceSculptures.com yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Emmanuel, you can, we can find you anywhere? In Biscuits, Barbecue and Bar Is it with Aquila or? Yeah, Aquila is going to run uh, the floor actually yeah. yes. I have a last question for you guys Who you would like to listen on the next podcast uh, we, we recommend Oh, I don't know that one oh. <laughs> anybody that you would like to know more about uh, maybe well I'm talking about maybe bartending uh, so uh, anybody all uh, oh, right well maybe something more specific or to create few things maybe more specific like I like I don't know how to create uh, your own um, brand <laughs> this I don't know mm. much more <laughs> than podcast like probably. Bruno for instance and how he started his business as well because he's like um Brazilian that yeah. started his own business with the skewers here and now he actually he's expanding I think he, I'm very curious to her to listen a bit more about that because you know I think the all the bartenders dreams are opening their own bars yeah so we want to learn that <laughs> yeah he must well, start <laughs> I think you're right, and he we can learn from his mistakes and, uh, yeah. and yeah. how much hard work he put in there. <laughs> so thank you so much to come into What Color Is Your Drink? Thank you, too. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add before we go? Yeah, you have an ice day. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I love it, I love it. <laughs> Akila, you? <laughs> thank you for coming today say, thank guess, you uh, thank you for the opportunity here and uh, no I think the, just thank you for everybody I think I learned a lot about ICE today it was yeah. really nice and, <laughs> and about this podcast thank you very thank nice you. Um, idea I think um, all the success for you as well uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the editing helps believe me <laughs> Emmanuel, you? No, thank you so much, Vlad, to, uh, for inviting me. Since you contacted me, I say, wow, super cool. Yes, yeah. I want to do that. I actually want to do again. Like, yeah. So please call me again. <laughs> <laughs> you choose the subject, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, so I leave you with a quote. I cannot drink alcohol, but I can guide others to the treasure I cannot possess. Thank you very much and enjoy your day. Please subscribe to What Color Is Your Drink and you can find more on whatcolorisyourdrink.com 